Today in Canadian history for April the 20th, I'm Joe Barima. The weather. Forget about hockey, canoeing, being polite, even being funny. Talking about the weather is one of the most stereotypical Canadian things that we can do. Well, on this day back in 1921, Charles Mallory Hatfield arrived in Medicine Hat, Alberta, and people were talking about him and their weather. He was the rainmaker, the man who made the heavens open up, the man from California who, for a sizable fee, had been brought in to end a drought that had been plaguing the area. Brian Brennan is the author of Scoundrels and Scallywags, characters from Alberta's past. I reached him in Calgary. Well, he always claimed that he didn't actually create rain. What he said was he had a way of attracting clouds. And uh, I'm not sure, quite sure what the difference is. But at any rate, the, um, uh, well, it, it started out when he, was, um, when he was a youngster. He was a teenager. Um, like he quit school after about grade nine. And um, then he, wa- he went to work uh, selling sewing machines for a while. And um, I guess he didn't like that too much. And he started becoming very interested in, the, uh, in, in weather and meteorology and uh, rainmaking and that kind of thing. And he and his brother, they started experimenting in their, in their kitchen. Uh, sort of concocting these uh, uh, chemicals, and um, and he claimed that as a result of that, that he produced some sort of a, a magic formula that was able to to draw steam out of a kettle. So he figured he was he was onto a good thing. Hatfield was one of many so-called rainmakers active at the turn of the 20th century. He'd set up a large rig on a wooden platform with a cauldron on top. He'd use many different chemicals and would set up copper wires with electrical charges. He would never reveal the details behind his work. One has to wonder why, of course. The U.S. Weather Bureau dismissed him as a fraud, a man who simply understood weather patterns. But the newspapers loved him. He was personable and made for good print. And really, they would only publish his successes. Failures made for lousy copy. Today, no rain. But he did attach himself to many successful storms, sometimes a little too successful. The first time that he that he actually worked uh, for the uh, his rainmaking, um, he charged just a thousand dollars. But because he was successful, he upped his price, so he started charging as much as ten thousand dollars. Then after that, because I, I I guess he figured he was a successful rainmaker, and uh, so in San Diego, at any rate, he said he was going to fill up the reservoir and he was going to give them the rain that they needed. And um, and sure, and he was going to do this for ten thousand dollars. And sure enough, over the the next month, the uh, the rains fell continuously in San Diego. And uh, in fact, there was so much rain that uh, you know the streets were flooded, houses were destroyed, fifty people were actually drowned, if you can believe it. And uh, I mean, the San Diego newspapers said you know that this was the most successful rainmaking that uh, had ever happened in history. And uh, so on Hatfield pressed his claim for his $10,000, the uh, the city of San Diego said, well, wait a minute. If you really are responsible for this rain, then you're responsible for the $3 million in damages that were caused. So uh, how about we give you a bill for three, $3.5 million, and, uh, and then we'll give you your $10,000 for, for, for making rain. So I guess he backed away from his claim at that point. <laughs> Hatfield traveled all over North America, even making his way up to Dawson City with an unsuccessful attempt at opening the clouds. But he received enough attention that one day a little newspaper picked him up. 
there was an article in the uh, in the Calgary Herald uh, that appeared in the um, in the 1920s, which was talking about the success of this this rainmaker in California, and uh, and the farmers in um, in Medicine Hat read this article and they said, well. This is the guy that we need to uh, to come up here, and uh, because we have all kinds of droughts here, we always have a problem every summer. It's uh, it's too hot and it's hard on the crops and stuff. Um, so we should bring this guy up. Now the the Lethbridge Lethbridge Board of Trade uh, was looking into his activities, and they contacted the the. The, the U.S. Weather Bureau and also the Dominion uh, Weather Bureau in Canada. And basically the word that came back was, forget about Hatfield. Um, tell the farmers that they should spend their money on irrigation rather than on some big lumber stand with a you know, with a washing so- with a tub of washing soda or whatever at the top of it. And uh, but anyway, the the, the farmers in um, in Medicine Hat, as it turned out. They were not connected up to any of the irrigation systems that existed back in those days, back in the 1920s, and uh, and they needed rain, so they invited uh, Hatfield up to to visit with them. So he met with them in uh, at the Corona Hotel in in Medicine Hat, and uh, he said that. Between May and uh, the beginning of August, the beginning of May and the beginning of August, he was going to produce four inches of rain, and uh, and for that he was uh, he was going to charge them eight thousand dollars. So, as a matter of fact, during the uh, the meeting with the farmers with the United Agricultural Association, um, this was uh, in March when he met with them. The um, it started raining outside, so they thought this is a pretty good omen, you know, that every every time that this guy shows shows up, you know, that the rain seems to follow him. So, so they gave him the contract. They said, um, "Okay, so for eight thousand dollars, we, um, you know." So he he came up to Medicine Hat and uh, he moved out someplace um, uh, northwest or northeast of the uh, the city, and he set up his his big rig with his uh, his his secret formula, his magic formula, and uh, his um, all the ingredients and. Uh, and then the uh, the rains came at the uh, the beginning of May, and uh, it was just a uh, light showers to to begin with. And then with each passing day, there was uh, there was more and more rain. And as a matter of fact, there was so much rain happening at this point that they started selling uh, sending telegrams to Hadfield, who had gone back to California, and they said, "Look, you you better take a vacation for ten days and give us a chance to get our land seeded, and uh, because all we've had now is enough rain that'll keep us going for six weeks." And uh, and then they suggested to him. They said, "Why don't you set things up so that we can have a shower every three days, preferably at night?" You know, <laughs> and so like like they really believed in this guy. It seems. And uh, so at any rate, the uh, I mean Hatfield at that point was 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 writing letters to the newspaper, publicizing his remarkable results in um, in the newspapers in the states. And then um, after about three or four weeks, the um, uh, one of the the cabinet ministers in Alberta um, came up and visited the the Medicine Hat area, and um, and he took a look and he said it's just like a giant garden. He said it's really quite wonderful. He said now at that point this was the end of May, the rains had stopped, and um, and it didn't rain again then for for quite a while, and by the 
the end of June, um, it was so hot. I mean, it was going up to 35, 37 degrees Celsius during the day. Uh, the crops had started to wither. I mean, the usual problem. And um, so they got in touch with, with Hatfield again, and they said, look, he said, you know, we need rain now. You better come back. And uh, so he said, sure enough, he would uh, he would come back. Now, it took him three weeks before he was able to uh, to produce the uh, the rain, and uh, but there wasn't enough of it to to, to salvage the crops. And um, then the, the the farmers began to think, well, you know, we're we're spending a lot of money on this guy uh, for, um, you know, first of all, we had too much rain, and then we didn't have any rain at all, and uh, this is just not working out. And Hatfield said, yeah, he said, I I, I totally understand. He said, how about I reduce my fee, his fee of eight thousand dollars? How how about I reduce it down to um, uh, to five thousand dollars? Reduce it by twenty five hundred dollars, and uh, and then we'll we'll you know we'll call it quits. And he said, and and if you like, he said, I can come back next summer and do it all over again. So they said, fine, that'd be great. We'd we'd love to see you back next summer. So they paid him his fifty five hundred dollars, and then he was gone. But there was enough skepticism in Hatfield's work that people began to investigate. Clouds may not lie. But neither do numbers. Now, then they they measured the rain that had actually occurred during the time that he was in Medicine Hat, during that period from the beginning of May until the beginning of August, and um, it turned out that that about four inches of rain had uh, had fallen uh, during that period. And then they they checked the average rainfall over the the last thirty five years or so, and discovered that in fact the average rainfall during that period in Medicine Hat was about six inches. So they'd pay this guy over $5,000 to produce less than the normal amount of rainfall during that period. And um, then, I mean, that was, that was the end of Hatfield as, as far as Madison Ash was concerned. I mean, they, 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 he never came back, needless to say. And... Hatfield lived out the remainder of his days in California. Ironically, work in rainmaking dried up. The Great Depression hit, and though there was plenty of dry land, there were also dry pockets. And with the growth of cloud seeding, the rainmakers went out of business. He retired and passed away in 1958. As for his legacy, that's difficult to forecast. A scoundrel, a swindler, perhaps, but also a man who provided hope and excitement to people who were looking for both. I, I, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. I, I, I think, in fact, he did provide hope. Um, that these were these were desperate people. He brought hope and um, and did have a um, a track record. And um, and the newspapers loved the guys. So whenever the the rainmakers showed up in town, the farmers thought that this is it. This is the answer to our prayers because, as you know, the way that uh, the summers generally go in in Alberta, they're always hot spells uh, when the, uh, the the farmers just don't have enough moisture to um, for their crops. And uh, so, I mean, this is a, a problem that uh, that never goes away. And uh, and here was a guy that um, he he did he did bring bring hope. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Prime Minister Mackenzie King and American President Franklin Roosevelt signed the Hyde Park Declaration on this day back in 1941. Pierre Elliott Trudeau was sworn in as Canada's 15th Prime Minister on this day back in 1968. And as always, on this day we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW at 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Burima and Mark Affeld. 
Original music is provided by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. This series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series, or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgsw.com slash todayincanadianhistory. And then the, the Farm and Ranch Review, which was a, an agricultural publication that was uh, published in Calgary back in the 1950s, um, they did some checking between the time that he had been here um, in, in the 1920s and 1921 and the time that he died. They noted that the, uh, uh, the rains still come at about the same time every year and the hot weather dries everything up and then there's a little bit more rain. And uh, so essentially the weather patterns have remained unchanged since Hatfield was here. And then the newspaper added kind of uh, cynically said, uh, maybe the Hatfield Towers, may, maybe they made a lasting impression on the skies around Medicine Hat. So, so there you go, rainmaker of Medicine Hat. Mm-hmm.